0: Crossover episode here on the Locked On Podcast Network. A unique crossover experience for you guys, though. We're talking Dallas Cowboys. Washington Commanders, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It makes sense, trust me. Just stick with us right here as we get into this crossover episode on Locked On Podcast Network. What's up, sports fans, Cowboys fans, Commanders fans, Buccaneers fans? Welcome to this special crossover edition of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm David Harrison, host of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Buccaneers podcast, and sitting on either side of me. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening, you're just going to hear their voices here in a minute. We've got Marcus Moser and Landon McCool, at Marcus underscore Moser on Twitter, and at McCool BCB. I am at D Harrison82. They are the host of a Locked On Cowboys podcast again available on all platforms, free and available on all platforms and on YouTube as well. We thank you for making all of our shows your first listen or your first view every single day. Gentlemen, let's kick right into it. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, obviously the Washington Commanders division rivals of the Cowboys looking to reclaim their NFC East Crown that the Cowboys unrighteously stole from them in 2021. <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the second year in a row hosting the Dallas Cowboys, or hosting, playing against the Dallas Cowboys in Week 1. Let's start off with some general Dallas Cowboys stuff here. Let's go over the losses. Obviously, Amari Cooper is there. You know, Randy Gregory is gone. Two offensive linemen are gone. And Cedric Wilson, who I don't know if a whole lot of people consider him a significant loss, but to me, he kind of seems like he might uh, have a significant role in, in what might be a little bit of a downside for the Dallas Cowboys. But where are those losses really sitting as far as uh, the Dallas Cowboys' 22, 22
2: outlook? Uh, really looks. And Marcus, I'll I'll go to you with that question. I mean, it's not great. I mean, that's a lot of players to lose in one off season, right? Uh, No, but the Cowboys, they're hoping with their draft and a whole bunch of young players still in the roster that by the time we get to the end of the season, it doesn't look like big losses. They're hoping that Terrence Steele, uh, continues to develop at right tackle. They're hoping that CeeDee Lamb becomes the alpha number one re- receiver. They're hoping that Dante Fowler and Dorrance Armstrong and Sam Williams can replace Randy Gregory's production. But on paper, yeah, this Cowboys team isn't quite as talented as it was at this time last year.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah, – that's Morgan. no, go ahead, Lane. Oh. I was gonna say this. Marcus and I, uh, you know, have been going back and forth on this, and we disagree a little bit on where they are versus okay. where they were last year. Because I mean, I think that if you're talking about at this point last year, I think that they're a better team simply because a lot of these young players have improved immensely. Now the losses are are severe. I mean, you you to mm-hmm. them. Uh, I think that the the thing that the Cowboys are pointing to is that it wasn't good enough, even with all of those guys healthy and and there at the end of the year. Uh, they still didn't come up. They came up short from what their goals were. So I think the Cowboys are hoping for some growth from the young folks uh, and some you know, addition by subtraction with some of these other folks.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think the the a bigger difference, too, with this season versus last season is, you know, last year, obviously you guys are getting Dak Prescott back from his injury. And while he had a ramp up and he had some camp time and all that stuff, that's, that's significant. But I think it's a little bit different when you're coming off of a, quote unquote, relatively healthy season into a new season versus coming off the injury and having it really back into the mix. So I think to a certain extent that can almost be viewed as like as, as a little bit of an addition and improvement uh, compared to last year's offseason. Which of these losses, though, Amari Cooper, uh, you know, Randy Gregory, I think are probably the sexiest names. But then, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line has been a juggernaut for a long time. So Lael Collins, I don't know how you guys felt about Connor Williams. I saw some mixed uh, thoughts about him kind of entering the offseason. So if there's if there's one or maybe even two, if you want to do a one alpha, one Bravo, biggest loss uh, from this offseason, which one would you say, Landon? I'll, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think if we're just talking about immediate impact and 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 where it's going to be felt the most, uh, I, I think the Cooper loss was is the most. I mean, I think they have competent replacements at those other spots in the offensive line. It maybe Tyler Smith doesn't come in and, and play as well as Connor Williams. Uh, Tyler Smith doesn't come in and play as well as Connor Williams right away, uh, because I, and I think that's part of the issue too. Is that I think Cowboys fans in general kind of uh, underrated Connor Williams because, mm-hmm. because of, there was a lot of penalties and because a lot of these other things and they they felt like you know they needed to get rid of him. But I think you know a couple games of a rookie left guard may may maybe maybe may change their tune there a little bit. <laughs> I, I think with with Cooper, you know, obviously he's an incredibly talented player. There may have been some personality stuff. There may have been some you know uh, commitment stuff there, but losing a talented player like that is difficult. So kind of trying to make that up Uh, is going to be a multifaceted replacement plan, not just like a simple, oh, this guy will play the Cooper role. It's I think it's going to be a couple different guys trying to take up that extra yardage and that spot in in the offense, and it's going to be kind of a – it takes a village sort of situation to kind of make up for the loss of Cooper.
2: Yeah, it's Cooper for me, right? Like when Cooper's healthy and he's ready to go, he's one of the best route runners and best receivers in the NFL, and he allows you to play CeeDee Lamb in the slot and move him around in the backfield or put him wherever you wanted to, and you still had an alpha receiver on the outside. Now, you really? can make the case, and Landon has made it for a while, now that Amari Cooper really wasn't that player last year because he was dealing with injuries, and uh, he just wasn't quite as durable as the Cowboys were hoping. But now you go from Amari Cooper to a rookie, Jalen Tolbert, you're hoping James Washington can, can t- take over some snaps on the outside. It's a huge loss, and they're certainly going to be putting more on C.D. Lamb's plate, but not having – that other guy that you can rely on, on a third and six to get seven yards. It's going to hurt.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned Jalen Tobert, one of one of my favorite uh, players out of the senior bowl, just because of the the kind of the, the environment that he really entered into flying from Los Angeles straight into senior bowl practice and mm-hmm. still stood out. So obviously a, a member of your class that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, but you guys tell me about your Cowboys draft class, your favorite players, players you believe might have a real impact overall just for the season. Maybe it's a later start in the season, uh, maybe not right away, but twenty twenty two as as the rookies go. Who do who stands out in this Cowboys draft class for you guys,
1: Landon? Yeah, I mean, I think you know Tolbert's the name that kind of sticks out simply because of the position that he's he's stepping stepping into. I think with Tyler Smith, you know, we talked about it. Like, I think they wanted to get an offensive lineman. We we all kind of circled and put in pencil that he they would get an offensive lineman. Uh, this is a guy that they think he played guard and slide out to tackle. But I, I think the guy that that all eyes will likely be on simply because of the high profile nature of the position is Tolbert and because he's coming in and, and and has such big shoes to fill with, with Cooper. And it's not realistic necessarily to think that, you know, he's going to put up Cooper numbers though. Cooper's numbers weren't exactly, you know, uh, a diff- impossible bar to clear from last year. I just think right. that it, it's, it's still going to be a situation where Cowboys fans are going to say, okay, Cooper's gone and this guy is our draft pick. So, you know, he's going to be the guy that's going to need to replace all that yardage. So there's going to be a lot of extra pressure and and you talk about you know him coming from South Alabama and and, and despite being a very mature guy and doing things like you mentioned flying straight from the uh, the the game in the UCLA I uh, mean at the Rose Bowl to go play in the Senior Bowl and then not missing a beat yeah. those things bode well for his uh, his leap a very difficult leap to the NFL but it's still a leap uh, it's still a rookie wide receiver there's still going to be a lot of pressure on him to perform
2: Yeah, David, for me, it's Sam Williams, the defensive end that they took in the second round. Uh, This is somebody that Dan Quinn basically handpicked, and he wanted mm -hmm. to coach, and worked him out at the Ole Miss Pro Day. Uh, It seemed pretty clear that if he was available in the second round, that's who the Cowboys were going to take. They need him to play a big role after losing Randy Gregory. They need him Mm -hmm. to come in and be able to provide some pass rush. I don't know how much you can expect from a rookie that's kind of changing positions after basically being like a five technique at Ole Miss last year, but they need him to come in and play a lot of snaps. So that'll be an interesting one to follow.
0: Absolutely. Some good names there. Uh, you saw me smile. One, another name that I just love from the draft process. So looking forward to seeing all those guys uh, Our my listeners aren't going to be surprised at this. I'm a football fan before I'm anything. So I'm a fan of players all over the national football league, no matter what logo, they're wearing, and no matter what logo teams are wearing, they're going to be on the field. And no matter who you're a fan of, you can make money off of what those teams do if you think you know what's going to happen. Week one odds are available right now on Bet Online, and our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. So find all your latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, major league baseball scores, fights. And even next season's NFL Futures, maybe you're like me, looking forward to seeing who gets to win the Stanley Cup this year. You can head over there and find information on that as well. BetOnline is your continued source for our sporting, wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online where the game starts.
3: Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes – Back now for segment two
0: of this Locked On podcast crossover special, and it, it again, it really is special because we've got three teams we're talking about here: mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys, the two gentlemen to my right and left. If you're watching this on YouTube, covering those guys, and we thank you for making them your first listen or view every single day. If you're lock, if you're watching or listening to Locked On Commanders podcast or the Locked On Bucks Commanders, I also appreciate you with my co-hosts Chris and James, respectively. Appreciating all of the Locked On podcast audience and family uh, as we talk about. Uh, some important stuff going on this offseason. Guys, let's flip real quick to uh, the NFC East and the Washington Commanders kind of specifically. We've gone over some general Dallas Cowboys losses, additions, some impact potential. And we'll ca- we'll cover all this stuff again as we get through training camps and into the game weeks and do our specific crossovers for game weeks. But... Already, guys, uh, D'Angelo Hall, specifically of NFL.com, and and he might have a little bit of bias in this, but says that the Dallas Cowboys feel like they're most vulnerable to be the division champion from last year to maybe fall down uh, and lose a grip of the NFC East. He said that on NFL.com recently. How close do you really think this race has gotten between the Cowboys and the second-place Eagles, third-place commanders, and even the last-place Giants?
2: I mean, do you want me to start landing?
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean, it feels like we do this dance every year. You know, yeah, it's like, it that's does. the thing I, I'll, 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 I'll hop in because I have a feeling you're going to say the same thing I am is that every year it's, it's a new champion with the NFC. So uh, I, I certainly don't come into the season, a uh, plan on repeating because that would be very much against the norm for the last, I don't know, decade plus in the NFC East. So <laughs> Uh, I, I honestly, you know, I, I don't think it's that uh, 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 hot of a take mm-hmm. to, to suggest that the, the Cowboys won't repeat as NFC champions because not very many teams have done it. Um, you know, obviously we are biased, so we think that the Cowboys are, are a good team. I, I think it's, I think it would be, you know, crazy to suggest that the, the Eagles haven't had a great offseason and they haven't, uh, uh, you know, closed the gap there. I, I, You know, I think Marcus will probably tell you the same thing, though, and it's the same thing I, I think we said last year it's all about the quarterbacks. And unless right. you've improved your quarterback situation, you know, you can improve your team a lot and it'll, it'll make a difference, but the quarterback is where the gaps get made up. So until uh, if Hertz has made a huge jump, that's one thing uh, I don't know that he has. So uh, I think we'll see exactly what Hertz is going to provide. And, and and I think, you know, same thing uh, with, with Washington and New York How, Has Daniel Jones improved. How what's Carson Wentz going to look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, these are all things that are all going to play into the, the NFC East race way heavier, I think, than than you know some of the things that we we, we kind of focus on with the draft and, and some of these other ancillary uh, positions that get drafted and added to.
2: All right, David. So we uh, we did a show a couple days ago talking about what all the NFC East teams did this offseason. When we yeah. got to Washington, we both kind of just put our hands up in the air. We said, well, <laughs> what's the reasoning behind the Carson-Winch trade? Why give up that many assets and invest into a quarterback that you know is going to only put you in limbo at best. Like, please explain what Washington might have been thinking here.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, w- with Carson Wentz, I kind of look at it as it's 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 almost like revolving credit, right? Like, it's it's there's a line there, there's an extent you can max that out if you really need to, but you can also cut it short. You can cut it up, throw it away, and get rid of it, and, and your life isn't really going to be hindered all too much with you know with with trading draft capital. That's always you know what people hate to see, especially when you're talking about a team that looks like it's building something, not on the cusp of something. You know, you look at the Rams trading picks for players that are going to help you get to the Super Bowl. Now, the commanders don't look like a team that are in that position. But like, like you guys just mentioned, like specifically landed the quarterback position. I mean, that's that's still the most important position uh, on the roster. And I even go back to teams like the Baltimore Ravens who won the Super Bowl. With Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco wasn't the hero, right? He wasn't the ribeye steak on the plate for the Baltimore Ravens. But he didn't ruin it either, and, and that was very, very important. And what the Washington Commanders suffered through last year, you guys saw it in a couple of games, um, is they had a quarterback that quite honestly would do some good things but at times would also shoot the team in the foot, and that's, that's a problem. And, you know, Tom Brady throws bad passes every now and then, so nobody is immune to it completely. But it's it's got to be the rarity and the woe. I'm surprised that that just happened versus, oh, it happened again. You know, not totally surprised. So when you're looking for an upgraded quarterback, I think they got an upgrading quarterback. How much of an upgrade – uh, I think is going to be very important, but Washington can get out of it after this year if they really want to, or if they're kind of in a middle ground. He's not going to get paid. Just feel a like they're whole wasting lot of money.
2: time, though, David. Like it just feels like yeah, okay. to a certain
0: extent. But when you miss on Russell Wilson, when you miss on Matt Stafford, they went after Matt Stafford last year. They went after Russell Wilson this year. I don't know if they were ever going to get into the Deshaun Watson conversation because of what's going on uh, around the team, or if Deshaun even would have wanted to come uh, to this team. And then I, I don't hold like Matt Ryan. You know, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I kind of stop short of like predict. You know, faulting them for not predicting that Matt Ryan and Baker Mayfield uh, were also going to potentially become available because I don't think that's really fair. Um, I think obviously Carson is not the the top option, but when you look at the NFL draft, like we just went through, I think he's the only option that really improves the quarterback situation in twenty twenty two, and it's a little short sighted. I agree, uh, but you know, it, it's one of those gambles that you make in the NFL. Ron's known as a gambler, and if he if he hits. You know what I mean? If, if he if he hits eighteen or nineteen, he might win the hand. If he if he craps out to to flip games a little bit, sorry, casino guys. Um, you know, then then obviously it's going to impact the team negatively. But I don't blame them for the risk. Even if uh, I'm like that's ah, a little bit, that's a little bit too many chips to push on the table for that for that risk.
1: I feel like to use your use your blackjack analogy though that 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 when they got Carson wins, it's like they're perpetually drawing seventeen, right? Like what uh, what do I do? Like it's you know. it's ni- neither here nor there at times. So. Uh, yeah I think that the my, my only issue is that i had a, I've had a lot of respect for what, what what Washington has done to the team team building wise last two seasons I felt like especially they've had a, a purpose I mm-hmm. think the thing that Marcus and I both commented on with the win situation is that it just doesn't fit like it doesn't yeah. fit with the rest of the moves that it feels like that are being moved uh, that are being done and and I think that ultimately what it is is that we talked about it you got to have a quarterback in this league mm-hmm. and 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 teams that will make, Very smart decisions all over the rest of the roster. When it comes to quarterback, if you don't have one, even the best GMs in football become desperate, and they have to find Mm -hmm. out they have to do something. And and I understand the idea of doing something. Uh, It just feels like, Uh, yeah, it just feels like there's like it's it's it doesn't it's not incongruent with with the rest of what the team building processes yep. it with Washington
0: because you're right. It's been very intelligent really for the most part. And I mean, and again, you know, I always go back late. They went after Russell Wilson, which obviously they would have been praised that they could have gotten him. It's just Russell didn't want to go to Washington. He says he didn't want to really leave, you know, the West coast as much as possible. Who, yep. You know, some people believe it. Some people don't. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I just think the team came into it again, knowing that basically Taylor wasn't it and they had to come in. And if, if somehow Taylor Heineke was starting quarterback for the Washington commanders in 2022, he was going to have to take it from somebody who came in with a very clear uh, advantage. And that's what Wentz has, whether, whether it works out or not, that's, you know, again, that's going to be the question, yeah. but I, I do like the rest of the moves uh, as, as confusing as that move was and and will basically continue to be until we really get to see uh, him on the field. I'm looking forward to OTAs. Can't tell a whole lot from OTAs, but I can at least see him throw a ball to some of the receivers we're going to see him throw to in 2022. So I'm looking forward uh, to getting to see that a little bit here next week, but for for the time being, the other moves they're making are setting up this team to where if the Carson Wentz you know, gamble doesn't work out and they have to wipe the egg off their face and move forward, they're at least going to have a better nucleus around them uh, to install that quarterback into, which I think is what will ultimately set them up for success potentially in the NFC yeah. East in the future. But getting back to 2022, guys, and, and Land, I'll start with you. Um, way too early. I don't know if you guys made a record prediction. We made a record prediction on Locked Commanders, but do you have a way too early Divisional standings in a division that like you guys said Really you can't pinpoint exactly Where I'll, I'll actually go first real quick landing Just to take a little bit of the pressure yeah. off I've actually Got the Eagles number one mm. and then for right now I've got the Cowboys just because Washington look Until you prove you can beat the Eagles and the and the Cowboys I'm not just going to give you that Benefit of the doubt so I got Washington third uh, And Danny Dimes ain't it either so I got the Giants Dead last
1: yeah I'm still I'm still picking The Cowboys I mean I I, I, I think Jalen Hurts is, is Jalen Hurts I think he definitely will be better than he was Last year but there are some aspects of his game that I don't know that are going to improve yeah. um, and that they're just kind of who he is. And that, that's not terrible. It's just, he's, I, I would de- call him the definition of an average NFL quarterback. Uh, so I'm picking the Cowboys and I'm picking the Eagles right behind them. Uh, I'm picking Washington third for sure. I mean, I, 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 like I said, the Carson Wentz thing is what it is. I, I but I really like a lot of what uh, Washington has done. And I think all of us were shocked. I mean, I very much remember having the crossover NFC East conversation uh, you know a little bit, a little bit further along, but this time last year, yeah. uh, about the, how how scary that Washington defense was, and mm-hmm. when when we came out in the early parts of the season, it just didn't look yeah. like what we expected. I don't I don't anticipate that for lasting for very long. I think this defense will figure it out. There's just too much talent there, yeah. so I, I think that they will come out and, and they will surprise some teams in a couple games. They're going to steal a couple games. They're going to be a tough out. They may not have a mm-hmm. great record. They may have a, a kind of a, a close to 500 record. But I think that they will be a, a very difficult team to beat week to week, um, uh, certainly more than they were last year. Uh, and then New York, I think, you know, much like Washington, I, I feel like I'm liking the direction that New York is. I'm finally liking the yeah. direction that New York is going in. I, I, it makes some sense. They mm. have some plan there. They're still a ways away. They still have right. the same players that they had last year. So I uh, anticipate them kind of bringing up the rear end in the fourth place, probably pretty badly, but with a with a trajectory that it's at least.
2: On track, now the Gettleman's out of the way. And I'll go backwards. I've got the Giants at four. I think Washington's pretty comfortably at three. I think seven to nine wins feels about right for Washington this year. Probably going to be in a bunch of close games. And then it comes down to Dallas and Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia has a higher floor just because that roster is so deep and they're so talented everywhere. But the Cowboys got the better quarterback, and that's ultimately what matters in a lot of these divisional games. So, I'll pick the Cowboys to go. Let's say ten and seven. Uh, we'll have the Eagles finishing nine and eight, maybe even ten and seven, with the Cowboys having the tiebreaker. Washington seven ish wins, and then the the Giants pulling up the rear.
0: Yeah, going somewhere down
2: there, absolutely, guys. All right, let's pause so we can tell you guys about Built Bar. They've got a fantastic new product out right now, uh, Brownie. Batter puffs are absolutely amazing. Only 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, uh, and only seven grams of sugar. Uh, brownie batter puffs are the absolute perfect pickup, whether you're at the golf course, you're on vacation, on a walk. Uh, that birthday cake batter, two of my favorites right now. Please go check them out. Go to built.com, use promo code lock15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code lock15 for 15% off at built.com
0: All right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys face off in week one of the 2022 NFL season, just like they did, guys, in week one of the 2021 NFL season. Now, this game is a little bit different, but let's hit those draft picks real quick. We kind of talked about the overall season, right? How how impactful can these rookies be? Let's talk about week one. Are are there any rookies in this draft class that you think that as it comes to hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could be uh, a surprise player? And, And just full disclosure, you guys have zero advantage in this because you've seen them do nothing outside of shorts and t-shirts so far. So not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot.
2: What, what, what rookie might actually impact this game in week one? I mean, (laughs) the Cowboys are hoping that Tyler Smith probably doesn't impact this game, right? He's going to be blocking Vita Vea up front, which is going to be terrifying for a first year guard, you know, basically playing a new position. But yeah, I think you're going to see Tyler Smith start at left guard. I think you'll see Jalen Tolbert be one of their three starting receivers. And then I fully expect Sam Williams and Jake Ferguson to, to play a lot of snaps. So the Cowboys are going to be relying a lot on rookies. Plus, I think we're going to have a rookie kicker, an undrafted free agent rookie kicker uh, making his debut as well. So a lot nice. of rookies going to be on the field for Dallas.
1: Yeah, I, I concur with what he said. I think Tyler Smith is. We're just hoping that Tyler Smith will be a better road bump uh, than for than Connor Williams for Vita Vea. Uh Maybe just a little bit more stout. Maybe maybe just a little bit more of a raise of the of the suspension when he runs over right. uh, Tyler Smith. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's all you can hope for when you're starting a rookie guard inside. And you know, I think the people that we just mentioned, Tolbert, Ferguson, Williams, those are the guys that uh, are kind of all in the range to see some significant playing time. And then, like Marcus mentioned, uh, it, it wouldn't be this game without uh, – it wouldn't be a Cowboys game at this point without having to mention the kicker. Uh, and and we'll see exactly what what a a, a rookie kick, uh, drafted free agent could do uh, to, to kind of help maybe seal a, a late kick and win the game.
0: Yeah, Bucks fans feel that kicker pain. Trust me, guys. They, they've been yeah. through that as well. Uh, now, last time these two teams saw each other, 31-29, was the finish in primetime in Tampa, again, to start the 2021 NFL season. Uh, a closer game than than a lot of people in Tampa expected, to be honest with you. Uh, it's week one again. It's primetime again, but it's in Jerry's world. So let's compare the feel of kind of finding out that this is going to be Dallas's first appointment or opponent this season versus last season. And, and we kind of talked about the Dak Prescott coming into the season healthy versus injured. Is that having an impact? or how is, is there a different feel this year versus last year, or is it ultimately kind of the, just the same go get Brady and and, and defeat him type of uh, atmosphere. It
1: feels like internally, like inside Cowboys world, that it's, uh, it's, it's the same. I mean, I think like last year we talked about, you know, I think nationally folks were talking about Dak. You know, they're talking mm-hmm. about the shoulder. They're talking about the ankle. They're talking about is he healthy. You know, I think for Cowboys fans at that point, we have kind of been living and breathing it through training camp. We had an idea of where he was. I don't know that many of us were terribly worried about, where things were, but that was kind of the conversation. I feel like this year, the the kind of outside the the Dallas sphere and inside the Dallas sphere is, is kind of lined up. It's it's the revenge game or it's the rematch game. Uh, it, everyone like enjoyed the game. I think even Cowboys fans that were obviously were disappointed that we we lost were thrilled that you know we kind of proved ourselves against what what mm-hmm. we thought was one of the what is one of the most talented teams in the NFC and 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 kind of you know proclaimed ourselves as in the mix for, for for being a team last year. Right. I think this is a similar situation. There's a It's a rematch. The Cowboys proved that they can play with these guys, uh, and I think they're looking to kind of use this again as a measuring stick but kind of just in a diff- different way than they were uh, at this point last year.
2: Yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to add. For it's between good teams. It's, I mean, listen, last year I think a lot of Cowboy fans overreacted to that, hey, the defense is going to be absolutely awful. Look at Brady tore right through him. <laughs> And the Cowboys ended up having a pretty good defense. It's just week one games have never been more meaningless. Like in the history of the NFL, they they really haven't. So if the Cowboys get crushed in this game, it's okay. It doesn't mean the season's over. If they beat Tampa Bay, it doesn't mean they're winning the Super Bowl (laughs) either. So just whatever happens, don't go get too up, too down for a pretty meaningless week one game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I kind of, uh, I was compared to, I'm an Ohio state fan. So I was compared to, you know, the Buckeyes, they always lose like a, a, an early or a late September, early October game against a ranked opponent. And then everybody gets up in arms when they're in the final four conversation at the end of the season, because, you know, they lost the game. It's, it's early seasons. That's when, I mean, if you're going to stumble and learn some hard lessons, that's when you want to do it uh, is week one through four not you know, week 16 through 18. Uh, now Dallas's defense, you mentioned it. Their rush defense, not the greatest last year, not the worst either, but not the greatest. New Buccaneers head coach, Todd Bowles, has said that he does plan on his offense, running the ball more last year uh, or this year than they did last year. Leonard Fournette is back, but Ronald Jones, the backup, is now in Kansas City. So third round pick Rashad White out of Arizona State uh, has, you know, hopefully some promise that we haven't seen yet, but we're hoping to see Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, a couple years into his career, Giovanni Bernard the veteran what do you expect the the Cowboys to do from either a schematic standpoint Dan Quinn or or what have you seen in the roster formation to try to help secure uh, that run game or run defense knowing that teams like the Buccaneers are going to look to run against them a little bit more.
2: I mean, I think the Cowboys are going to be thrilled if they decide to run the ball on him, right? Because every time that Brady's handing off the ball to Leonard Fournette or, or White or Keyshawn Vaughn, it means he's not throwing it against them, right? <laughs> so you're probably going to see a lot of light boxes, and you're going to see on second and eight them daring to run the ball, uh, and you're going to see five six-man boxes. So I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to load up to try to stop the, the run. I, I really don't anticipate that at all and we'll just see how long Brady and Byron Leftwich can stay patient and just keep you know churning those 4 or 5 yard runs.
1: I think that this this the Cowboys defense is going to be I, if there's one area where this Cowboys team I think got better last I mean obviously better than they were last year, it's stopping the run. I mean I think if you just look at the personnel that were on the field at this time last year, I mean one name that we have not mentioned from this draft class and I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Marcus didn't mention right there was John Ridgway is who's become a very big Cowboys favorite just from some of the interviews he's given since he's been here. But I think as far as just a big, strong body that is uh, hopefully won't be moved as much. The fact that the Cowboys added another one of those, they already had Quentin Bohana from last year who will come back with another year under his belt. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence will obviously be back. Fowler I think is going to be a little bit of a better, run player than maybe Randy Gregory was. And I think some of these other people that are mixing, in, including Golston, uh, you know, we'll give you better snaps. I think there's going to be improvement in, in the defensive tackle area with Gallimore, o- Oso, Digizua, and, and even maybe Tristan Hill. So, I do think, and, and you know, again, Parsons having a whole season under his belt, they're yep. bringing back Leighton Vander Esch. You know, hopefully, maybe we'll have Jabril Cox. I don't know. We'll see at that point. I, I actually think, feel like, uh, you know, we, we aren't so sure about the pass rush, we aren't so sure about coverage, though we do know the coverage is similar to what it was last year. But the run defense, I think specifically for the Cowboys, I think has taken a step forward kind of just based on the names we see on paper. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out and how the, you know, the the, the immovable object versus the uh, unstoppable force works uh, w- with week one in the Cowboys run defense versus the Bucks' run game.
2: All right, that is it for us today. We want to thank David Harrison from Locked On Commanders and Locked On Bucks for joining us. Check him out on Twitter at dharrison82. That's right, David, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, check him out. Does fantastic work. Uh, we're still only a couple months away from Cowboys-Bucks, but I'm sure we'll be talking again before uh, before that game kicks off. You can check out Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus Mosier. Checked out Locked On Lockdown Cowboys on... YouTube, check out, check out Locked On uh, Washington or Locked On Commanders and Locked On Bucks wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And we'll see you guys next time.
4: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.